Welcome to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. Hi, Emily. So this week, we're going to talk about intercession. And at the point where we're recording this episode, I haven't led an intercession set yet, but um, this Sunday is my first time. And you can do it. (laughs) We believe in you. I'm nervous because it's a whole different animal from worship with the word. And I have like no intercession themed songs. What's the part you're most nervous about? The song choice. (laughs) Song choice. So you think you need extra special intercessory songs to make it go? Well, yeah. Well, I can't do Daughters of Jerusalem in this one, so... Well, yeah, <laughs> I suppose you could. <laughs> just speed it up a little bit. Hey, just just get the people to turn their hearts to the Lord. Yeah. It'll all work out. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to send me some songs, then <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Email me at... <laughs> okay, so my first question for you is, we pray about a lot of big things revolving around our city and just big themed things in our house of prayer. Why do we do this and why does it matter to the Lord? We first started the house of prayer um, 13 years ago. The Lord was highlighting to me that the the reason why I want a prayer room like this, a house of prayer, is to partner with him in intercession around the big things that he wants to do in the years ahead. And so my understanding of intercessory prayer, and probably most people that are going to listen to this, is a, a you know a small group of people, often senior ladies, that would gather in a room and sit in a circle, and for the most part, provide what we call prayer coverage for what's already in existence in the church. So, praying for the you know for the pastors that they would have the things they they need, and praying for the children's department, and praying for the worship teams, and that kind of prayer. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. it it is uh, uh, relevant to the life and vibrancy of the church. But the Lord was saying, I want to create a dynamic where you're going to partner with me for the future things, the things that are coming yet ahead, and they're not small. These are big things. And so my uh, hand moves when my people pray, and and you can see it through history, all the big moves of God. There's always people praying in advance. And so yet again, he's raising people up, and he's saying, I want you to— to come with me, partner with me in intercession. And when you do, I'm going to give you the ideas. I'm going to let you in on some of the things that I'm going to do. And you'll see at that point uh, that you have to believe for big things. So in our context, we pray for our whole city. There's 800,000 people in Winnipeg. And I can recall the first time I ever prayed for 800,000 people at one time. It it sounded kind of crazy to me, even as I said it. I, I thought, this is absurd. I, I can hardly have faith to pray for my neighbors. And yet here I am saying, Lord, all 800,000, come and visit them, save them, rescue them from, from darkness. Um, but that turned out to be small compared to the amount of things that the Lord actually wants to do. And so he wants us to believe and have be with him, partnering with him in that, that uh, larger vision for the things that are going on, both regionally and nationally and even globally. Right. Well, because I've grown up in the house of prayer, like that kind of idea and the way that we pray is not like foreign to me. It's just how we do it. Like right. I can't even think of another way that people do right. it outside of the house of prayer. So for the people listening who aren't really familiar with how we do it and what we're praying about, can you explain more? 
Yeah. So uh, our prayer meetings are uh, a combination of worship and prayer. So we, you know, as we talked about in other episodes, we are very much focused on the Lord as the center of everything. And we, we enter into, you know, genuine responses of worship as a result of what we see and the glory of who he is. But then when it comes time to pray, we are turning to him not to ask for the things that we see that are needs in our city, because that would be easy, right? You just look around and go, oh, Lord, the drug problems and the and the, and the uh, abuse that we see in the culture and the amount of murder. I mean, Winnipeg, sadly, had been the murder capital in Canada for years and years and years. I, I don't know if it is anymore, but it was kind of stamped on us as one of the characteristics of this place. It'd be so easy to say, Lord, deal with the murder problem. And that is part of what he wants to do for sure, but he's got more things that he wants to do. So when we enter into intercession, we are after finding out what is on his heart and his agenda and his will for our city and then agreeing with it. I'm going to give you a definition for intercession. We, we think, we understand that prayer is a conversation. Everybody knows that, I think, that when you pray, you're actually having a conversation with God. It's not a really equal conversation because you're just little and he's in, he's so big and, and knows everything, but still it's a conversation. When it comes time to do intercession where we're praying for people outside of our circle, uh, the way we define it is we say intercession is affectionate, joyful agreement with God. When people hear that the first time, they think that's a weird way to describe intercession. I thought it was fiery requests for needs that we see around us. No, no, no. It's coming to the Lord, finding out what's on his heart concerning our city and agreeing with it and, and repeating back to him the things that he's tell, talking to us about and not begrudgingly, but with affection in our hearts. Lord, we love you. We love your leadership. We love your plan for the city of Winnipeg or Vancouver or Montreal or, or uh, any other location in the earth and, and more than just affection, but we joyful, rejoice with joy in our hearts for the way in which you're going to lead this and the things that you're going to do. And so, Prayer meetings take on a very different feel <clears throat> when you know the Lord's up to something, when you're confident in who he is and what he's doing, and you're coming to agree with him in your, in your request. It feels like a different kind of partnership. Mm. I find intercession like really difficult, actually, because I find it even hard to like pray for myself and the right. things that I need, but then turning it to people and things that you will never see. Mm. I find so difficult. Like you need an abundance of faith to even want to pray for it and to even believe that the Lord can do something. Like right. when you're praying for yourself all these times and you don't see any outcome or change in yourself, how do you switch your thinking that the Lord could move on someone else when nothing is even happening in your own life? Good. That's a good question. Uh, even as you said the question though, Think about the way you just phrased it. You put yourself at the center of it, which is a kind of emblematic of what we do with all of this. Prayer, intercessory prayer is not really about uh, the needs being met. It's not really about the people getting the answers that they're asking for. Prayer is about him. Like everything, it's about him. And so the conversation is, we're the little guys. You are the big guy. We're coming to you. We're asking, Lord, what's on your heart for Winnipeg? And he says, you know what? Revival. I want to come and I want to save hundreds of thousands of people in a short period of time in your city. I'm going to move so powerfully in your city. You're going to, have, you'll talk about it for generations. It will be the historic revival that struck Winnipeg and no one will have ever heard of such a thing. And we say, how Lord do we believe in that? Because 
I just pray that I'll, you know, I'll get a new job and, and, and I'll have enough money to survive. And even that's a struggle. I don't have much faith. And the Lord says, yeah, but it's not about you. It's about me. It's about my purposes and my will and my plans uh, being accomplished by me. All I'm asking is that you would come along and that you would agree with me. So what you end up with is that the challenge of the intercessor is not to carry the burden of the need. The challenge of the intercessor is to know the heart of the one that you're talking to. So when you're looking at your own life and you're like, I don't know how to believe for 800,000 people, I can hardly believe for myself. Your challenge is, Lord, show me what you're like. I want to really know what's in your heart so that I can feel confidence in you, not in my own lack or my own, what, the needs that are around me. Like, what's your, what are you really like? What are you doing? And, and can I really trust your leadership in my life? And trusting his leadership is a big part of intercession because it reveals to us whether or not we really believe he's in charge He's on the move. We're, we're just partnering with him, but he's doing it. And faith grows from that. And like you say, it's got to be extraordinary faith to believe for the, for the big stuff. When I think about revival in our city, I can't even hardly picture it. So I don't, I don't imagine schools and malls and places and trying to imagine how the power of God is going to sweep through the mall. I just look up to heaven and I go, do I know what you're like? Do I know your character and your nature? When I feel that truth strike me, I can believe for anything. Because he, he can do it. And he has in the past and he will again. I think it's challenging. Because even as you're saying it, I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, like you have to turn inwards and upwards and right. figure out your own thing before you can believe for someone else. Like when I pray, I sometimes just like put myself in the same category as other people. Like I need this and like help all the other people that need this too because mm. like I'm not the only one who struggles with this even if they're unbelievers you can have the same sure. struggles but I know you well enough to know that you have more faith than you're giving yourself credit for <laughs> in this moment you're you're coming in low and you're and you're sounding like I don't know what I believe and it's hard to believe for more than just me but I know you and I know that that we're you're just feeling the greatness both of God and also the enormity of the challenge. Yeah. And so it kind of hits you hard. But then the Lord just draws a little bit closer to your heart and he says, do you know what I'm really like? Do you know what I'm capable of? And you rise to that. You you personally rise to it. And, and all of us in our house, we respond real well to the Lord whispering into our context and saying, I'm going to do this and you're going to see it. Just believe me. And repeat back to me. Tell tell me again that I'm going to do it. Ask me again for the revival. Ask me again for the wave of healing power that I've promised that's coming. And the Lord doesn't expect us to do it perfectly, but he just watches our hearts get more connected to him. Houses of prayer are filled with people like that, with people that go, I can't do this, and I, I'm not sure I even believe it in my off hours, but I'm coming nearer to you, and I'm choosing to lean into what I know about you. And what I know about you is awesome and powerful and and I trust your leadership. Right. I like what you said about it not being our burden mm -hmm. to bear, you know. Yeah, it really isn't. But it's funny because partnership is what he's after. Partnership is the kind of the key here. It's a strange thing. So it kind of is our burden to bear then <laughs> if it's partnership. Well, sort of. You, you know, you could ask the question, well, well, what kind of partnership is this? If he's awesome and glorious and he does it all in his power and we're just little and what do we have to contribute? And I think that the piece here that you always want to get into the, into the center of any kind of relationship is that the Lord doesn't need us 
but he wants us. Right. And the reason why he wants us is because he desires us. He loves us. He created us in his image. He put his spirit in us. He's not trying to leave us out. He wants us as near to him as possible. But he also knows I'm going to do the revival and I'm going to release the healing power and I'm going to change the world. And then, but I'm going to have you guys come with me and it's going to be awesome because I love having you with me and I love it when you trust me. You move my heart when you say, yes, I believe you. He knows whether you deeply believe, but he he loves it when he you even say that you want to believe. Lord, help my unbelief. He loves that. He loves all of that. And so his desire for us to partner with him is the key to this, what feels like a very unequal partnership. I mean, he's he is the gloss and glorious one, and yet somehow we're right there next to him in the process. It just makes me like want to ask the Lord for help for myself and for all the other people listening that mm. don't have that mindset and are maybe thinking wrongly about it. They're just like, they don't understand it. So Lord help me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we're going to do um, intercession part two next week. And we actually have a book that we wrote in our house of prayer. That's kind of revolving around this topic. Do you want to explain some of it? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Let Us Pray. It's a manual for corporate intercession. It was written by uh, the members of our full-time staff, and it explains how to pray for each of the um, the sort of the major themes and topics that people want to pray for when they get together. So there's a, a chapter on how to pray for the young generation. There's a chapter on how to pray for children, how to pray for missions, how to pray for the church, how to pray for Israel, and many other topics. Uh, it'd be available uh, online. You can order it, and uh, we'll put it in the show notes down below so you can click on the link and you can know where to find it. Great. Okay, you can find more information about this topic and about the book at SanctuaryHop.com. On behalf of myself and my dad, you've been listening to ShopCast, and we'll see you next week.